This is episode 646 of the AWS podcast, released on December 18th, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Samuel here with you. Great to have you back. I'm joined by a guest. I'm joined by Karthik Gopal Krishnan, who is a senior technical product manager here at AWS. G'day, Karthik. How are you doing? Hey, Simon. I'm doing good. How are you doing? It's great good. to be here on this call. Yeah, good to have you here. And we're talking about a, a fun topic here. And it's interesting because it's a topic that we talked a lot about on the show quite frequently because it's kind of important. You know, data and databases is important to, to most customers. And the relational database service RDS is an old friend of ours because it gets rid of our old friend, undifferentiated heavy lifting of managing databases. You know, it does things like backups and it lets you restore and it does clustering with the click of a button. It is all kind of magic if you've ever had to manage a database before or use a database before. And today we're talking about a new flavor of RDS related to a database called DB2. And I'll let Karthik, who's the expert on this, talk all about it, but it would be remiss of me not to mention the fact that one of the first databases I ever used in my career was DB2 on a mainframe. And this is the in my day conversation. We didn't even have row level locking in those days. It was page level locking. So it meant when you're updating a record, you read the whole page that the record was on and maybe you got to update it and maybe you didn't depending on the locking. It was it was a thing, let me tell you. But luckily you don't have to worry about that anymore and now you can run DB2 on RDS on Amazon. So Karthik, let, let's get into it, mate. I've, I've touched a little bit on what this is, but let's talk about this launch. This is brand new, isn't it? There's a brand new service we've got. That's right. It is a brand new and we have collaborated with IBM to offer Amazon RDS for DB2. So this is our newest and eighth database engine under the Amazon RDS portfolio. The service, uh, as with other RDS services, it offers the fully managed capabilities with the reliability of uh, IBM DB2 database to run the mission-critical workloads. So if you're not familiar with Amazon RDS, it's a fully managed database service that automates all the time-consuming administrative tasks. When I say time-consuming administrative tasks, uh, it includes the provisioning of the databases, instances, the backups, patching on all the other routine maintenance databases. It's a lot of work <laughs> that people end up doing. Like, And really what we'd like people to spend their time on is things like tuning the database and analyzing the database performance and understanding the replication, not do I have to grow the storage underneath the database, et cetera, which again, used to take a lot of time but it doesn't take so much time anymore. But really, you know, we don't release these things just for fun, although they are technically challenging and interesting to do. But obviously, customers have been asking about this database engine as an option. What are some of the things that they've been talking about in terms of why they would like DB2 available? Yeah, we have been observing a few frustrations and challenges that organizations are looking to solve. So first, customers who want to run DB2 today in the cloud they have to self-manage their DB2 databases. For example, they can self-manage their databases on Amazon EC2. That involves a lot of time, resources, and technical expertise to keep their databases secure, resilient, and performant. Secondly, they also have to ensure it is highly available. What I mean by highly available is customers actively uh, work to ensure that there are no unexpected hardware or software failures. They also have to ensure primary and secondary databases are in sync so that failovers happen smoothly. In addition to all these problems, we are also observing that customers running databases on-premises, they need to continuously provision and scale their database infrastructure, and each of these are manual and complex processes. 
it's all those steps to get the outcome you want, which is to to run your workload to support your business. And obviously, the first thing customers will ask with this sort of technology is, well, th- does it work with my application? Can I run this? You, you talked about working closely with IBM and customers. Tell us about what you see in terms of the, I guess, the DB2 ecosystem of applications. We have observed DB2 customers use a mix of IBM apps, third-party apps, and in-house apps. In general, any app that does not require a host-level access to the database can run with Amazon RDS for DB2. With respect to IBM apps, we have been closely partnering with IBM to test and certify IBM apps to work with RDS for DB2. So far, IBM has tested and certified IBM Cognos, the Sterling Outdoor Management, open pages and what's an extra data to use with RDS for DB2. We're also working with Maximo, FileNet and data replication teams. What we have observed over these testing and certification process is that any application that implements the standard ODBC and JDBC communication protocols will be able to work out of the box with RDS for DB2. That's fantastic because you know ODBC, JDBC is the kind of the, the, the middle layer that we often come across, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it is the same case with other standard applications as well. We are working with our partners and ISVs who are using embedding DB2 on their applications. And even if it is your in-house applications, as long as it does not require host-level access to a database, you can run or migrate to Amazon RDS for DB2. In terms of other broad use cases that are supported, I would say RDS for DB2 will support any single node DB2 databases on Amazon Linux platform for their transactional mixed and analytics workload. What it means, they can run DB2 LUW databases, which is the official name from IBM, and they can run from versions 11.5.9 on Amazon RDS for DB2. And what about if you're running on a mainframe like like I was in the old days? (laughs) For example, if you're deployed on mainframe, you can still move to RDS for DB2. And I would say you can modernize by either re-platforming or re-architecting to RDS for DB2 on Linux. Nice. And let's talk numbers let's talk performance scalability what are some of those parameters what can i expect as a customer i can get out of my rds for db2 database yeah performance is the number one topic isn't it as with uh, other rds services you can expect a consistent and predictable performance for your applications with rds for db2 rds uh, db2 will allow you to scale your resources uh, as needed on demand you can scale your compute and storage resources with just few clicks or an api call and often with no downtime. So there are a number of reasons we have seen customers do this. For example, if they're scaling up to handle a higher load or they scale down to preserve resources, this way they can scale up and down to control their costs. At the same time, if they have periods of low usage, they can stop the instances. And what about size-wise? Like what sort of machine sizes do we have in terms of this family? With RDS for DB2, you can scale up to 128 vCPUs, 64 terabyte of storage, and it supports 2 to 6K provision IOPS. So as with other RDS services, you can choose from a wide range of general purpose, memory optimized, and burstable instance types that best fits your CPU memory and price requirements. We also support two storage types, the GP3, we call it as general purpose, and IO1 or provision IOPS, depending on the nature of your workload. Cool. So we can make it perform. Now let's talk, of course, about security and you know, security is the top priority here at AWS. And you can't bolt on security, you've got to kind of build it in. So what's 
in place for RDS with DB2? Yeah, security is our top priority at AWS. RDS is architected to be the most secure managed database available today. As you know, like uh, highly sensitive and regulatory organization trust RDS with their data. We have the same enhanced security features for RDS for DB2. Encryption at rest will be available using the AWS Key Management Service or the KMS. Encryption in transit will be using the SSL. Network security can be leveraged by either virtual private cloud and resource level permissions can be with identity access management. Uh, when it comes to the database authentication, which is again a very crucial feature for customers, they can do it using DB2 local users or using the managed active directory using the Kerberos. As with other RD services, RDS for DB2 is certified with PCI, SOC, FedRAMP, and other standard programs and is HIPAA ready from day one. Well, that's cool. Those, those certifications are kind of a big deal in terms of larger organizations. What about availability? What should we expect from a high availability perspective? And also what's the, I guess, the disaster recovery modalities that we have available? Yeah, with Amazon RDS, you get 99.99% availability. So you can leverage RDS Multi-AZ with one standby in the same region for high availability. So RDS Multi-AZ uses storage-based replication to replicate between the primary and secondary database instances. And these instances are located in a different physical facility within the same region. The standby instances are kept up to date with the primary instance. And in case of any planned database maintenance, you would see, like for example, an instance failure or an availability zone issue, RDS usually automatically fails over without any manual intervention to the standby database. The failover time that we have seen is typically under two minutes without any data loss, which is a crucial part for customers. This way, RDS uh, Multi-AZ feature protects your database performance, enhance durability, and ultimately increase availability. When it comes to disaster recovery, which is usually considered as across regions, RDS for DB2 uses cross-region automated backups. So when you're creating an instance, you can enable this cross-region automated backups and the database snapshots are automatically replicated to a second region. So in case of a disaster to a primary region, RDS enables you to do a point-in-time restore from these backups on a secondary region. Nice. So a lot of the things we're, we're familiar with and know and love are there. Let's talk about folks who use DB2 all the time. Will they get the same features they usually have or is there anything that's just not going to be there for them? Yeah, for DB2 LUW customers, for most part, yes, they will get the same features. And in some cases, they'll get more with Amazon RDS capabilities. A very good example is the high availability feature, which we discussed a few minutes back. DB2 customers may have been used to the native features like DB2 HATR, but in RDS, the same HA capability is offered through RDS Multi-AZ. Similarly, from a manageability standpoint, it'll customers will be able to do everything that they have been doing today with their existing databases in self-managed fashion. For example, they can modify the database parameters and they can change the registry variables, but they have to uh, leverage the RDS parameter groups or the stored procedures that we provide to do the same thing. Similarly, RDS for DB2 will not support certain types of configurations. For example, MPP configuration that provides DB2 warehouse RDS for DB2 will not support dedicated analytical workloads such as DB2 warehouse and also DB2 pure scale feature, which will not be supported at GA. 
Fair enough. And it's, it's interesting how, you know, certain things aren't there, but you can also achieve them in, in different ways. You know, in terms of some of the, the benefits of approaching it this way, what are some of the things that customers have been kind of happy with so far? Apart from the manageability perspective as a managed service, a few added benefits such as ability to integrate with IBM and AWS systems. And you'll have to remember that like customers, when they bring their databases or migrate their databases, they also move their integration and applications to the cloud. For example, they can now integrate with all the other AWS services and IBM services available on AWS cloud. A very good example is Watson Exer Data or Amazon S3 or Amazon Secret Manager. So all these can be integrated today. The second most thing that customers appreciate is the pay for or pay as you go pricing model. So without any long-term commitments or upfront costs, they can spin up DB2 instances on RDS and they only pay for what they use for infrastructure and managed services. And this helps them to easily start and deploy, be it be the development or production workloads within a few clicks on RDS console and a new DB2 database is created within minutes Finally, customers also appreciate the migration options that RDS provide. RDS provides database migration service and the native tooling it offers. Nice. Now let's talk a bit about software licensing, always a thing that we have to think about. How does it work in terms of Amazon RDS for DB2? With RDS for DB2, you can bring your own license to use uh, your DB2 instances. So you can use your DB2 standard or advanced editions. The other additional benefit is that you can continue to use your existing DB2 on-premise licensing policies in RDS for DB2. For example, when counting licenses, IBM will consider one virtual processor core as two vCPUs for all instance types that RDS DB2 supports. Oh, so that's pretty straightforward. Now, we talked a bit about you know, running the database and keeping it available. Converse, <laughs> can I turn it off? And how long can I turn it off for? Yeah, you can actually stop your database instance for up to seven days this will help you to save costs for workloads that are not running 24 cross 7. nice and, and just out of interest of folks the reason why we we limit for how long you can turn it off for is we want to make sure you're patching <laughs> keeping up to date you don't turn on your database and have to catch up other things that are often challenging is migration it can be an experience for a lot of folks what do i use am i using data migration service am i using something else like help me map what that would look like it actually depends on customer's comfort level and the nature of the workload and the sizes of the databases and what they want to accomplish and how they want to accomplish. We have seen customers use extensively the native tools because of the familiarity with those tools, which they have been using for years. For example, here you can do a one-time or synchronous migration to RDS for DB2 using the native tools. When I say native tools and utilities, what I mean is DB2 backup, export, import, that can be leveraged for these migrations from DB2 on Linux, AX, and mainframe platforms. Whereas we have also seen customers use AWS database migration service, which is integrated with RDS. So once you're set up in AWS, you simply need to identify the touch points, provision your resources, and initiate the migration. In our documentation, we have step-by-step instructions to guide you throughout this process. So there's, there's approaches that we can take. Now, you, t- you touched on people using native tools and one of the questions people often ask because it is a managed service and a lot of the things that RDS takes care of are the things that a lot of DBAs would have spent a lot of their time on. What do DBAs focus on and how do they learn to manage the service more effectively? 
So DBS will still be responsible for creating and managing the database instances. So with RDS, they can now focus on more of the higher value tasks such as schema design, query construction, or query optimization, or in simply put, database optimization. They can continue to monitor the databases, right-size them, and optimize their instances. They can leverage the AWS monitoring tools like CloudWatch, RDS Enhanced Monitoring, and they can also leverage their existing native DB2 tools like IBM Data Management Console or the Data Server Management to help manage the databases. Nice. So there's the, the combination of the new and the familiar as well, which kind of makes it nice. Now, Karthik, this was announced throughout the week of all the many announcements we had during reInvent 2023. So lots of things were going on, and that's why we want to pay attention to this one. For customers who are looking to use this, where is it available? Which regions? We are happy to announce that RDS for DB2 is generally available in all commercial AWS regions except China. We are available in 28 regions as of today and the list of regions are available on our RDS for DB2 pricing page. Fantastic. So uh, I guess the short answer is if you use DB2 and you use AWS or want to use AWS, this is probably what you should be looking at right now. (laughs) It's ready to go. It is. (laughs) Fantastic. Karthik, thanks for coming on the show and telling us all about it. Thank you, Simon. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AdaBestPodcast at Amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.